Previously on Adventure They Wrote. Brad, I want you to go ahead and make a nature check for me. 19. You hear the call of a red-crested purple ridge, which is a bird that is not native to Waterdeep. It is native to Amon. Roll a perception check. Six. You don't see anything. Dorn will point. Something's over there. I, I don't know what it is. It's weird. Would Max's passive 20 have noticed it? Your passive 20 is enough to tell you that someone is watching you. Given your sort of awareness that someone is watching you and Dorn's ability to kind of point you in the general direction, you can see that there is someone on the rooftop looking down and they kind of dart out of view a little bit as you see them. As Max sees the figure on the roof that's watching us, he's going to turn and he's going to say, Celine, let's go get him. Doran turns into an ape, and, which has a climb speed, and goes to follow as well. Let's go bananas. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Selena's going to go, you got it, Max. And then scoop him up with her tail before climbing. The Countess is going to message Ledger and say, Perhaps we should take up the rear and ensure they have no means of getting back down. I know folks like these. I agree. We should make sure that they don't leave. Oh, excellent. I do like how you play. The figure with the cutlass at his waist, the one that the other two seem to be deferring to a little bit, he steps forward and he says, Oi! Alfei, these are the mugs fit for a Donnybrook. Not a jammy set for you, my lads. Enough fannying about. Horses for courses. I'm humping for a Saturday night square up, and this round looks a snap. They call it the City of Splendors. Crown of the North. With so much gold flowing in and out, it makes a little goblin's heart rate skyrocket. But... All those dragons also attract a lot of criminals. And that's where our little group of gumshoes comes in handy. Maybe we don't do it by the book. But if Croc and the City Watch needs help, we'll be there. So yeah, they call it the City of Splendors. But to everyone else, it's just water deep. Okay, so when last we left off, Doran, Max, and Celine had scaled the side of a building chasing some watchers. Countess and Ledger, you guys had passed without trace into the alleyway and found a waiting ambush that you were able to evade. Uh, and then you followed those two up the, the side of the same building. And now everyone is on the rooftop faced with... Uh, five characters who responded in a, you assume, aggressive and very poor British accent. Oh, is that what that was? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Um, And so now, uh, at the opening of this game, immediately in this session, uh, we are rolling for initiative and starting some heavy D&D combat. So go ahead and make your rolls. Ledger is 16. Countess? 21. Max? 17. Celine? 18. And Doran? 13. Okay, I have initiative prepared for your opponents, but Countess, you are the one that starts us off. All right, so... 
Ledger and the Countess um, still have pass without trace on them. Yes, that's right. You are you are sneaky, sneaky, sneaking through the back. <laughs> so I think what the Countess would like to do is go for the lead baddie here and cast Guiding Bolt. So there's just going to be this um, this flash of light. Oh, this must be a stroke of luck, she says. A flash of light streaks towards that. Is it a human? You are you're able to tell that four of them are, are quite obviously humans, but one of them is is shrouded in a robe. Um, this is the robe with the patches on it. Okay. And you can't quite make out what it's humanoid uh, and roughly human sized, but you're not able to tell what race specifically. But that's not the lead baddie, right? That is not the lead. No, okay. the one with the terrible British accent yes. uh, has a cutlass in his hand. Uh, and he's shouting nonsensical uh, <laughs> things just sort of in your general, well, towards, not towards you, but towards Max and Celine and Doran. All right. So I will roll my ranged attack and that is 21. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. So then we're going to go for 46, three plus four is seven. One is eight. One is nine. Okay, uh, that's great. He reels back and he, he sort of shouts into the air or, or back over his shoulder where you are. He says, you want, mate? Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, so he's he's now glowing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Countess is not going to um, respond. She's just going to stay uh, hidden. And the next attack against that person has advantage? That's correct. Celine, your turn. Selene is going to... How close is she to him? Uh, you're probably 15 feet away. Oh, this is going to hurt then. <laughs> yeah, I can I can, uh, I can, can maybe set the stage a little bit better uh, than I did. I, I understand we rushed into the combat a little bit. So the three goons that were up on the, the rooftop to begin with are sort of at one end of the rooftop. Let's call it the north end for framing reference. They're at the north end. The two goons that followed up the ladder are in the northwest corner and Ledger and the Countess are on the western side. Uh, Celine, Max, and Doran all came up the south wall. Does everyone have the picture in their head? Yes, so Celine casts Ray of Frost, but before she does, she's gonna be like, oh, this is gonna sting a little bit, especially since you're glowing. Nat 20, so I think I hit him. Ooh, you do hit him. <laughs> All right, then I will do my damage to him. Four plus six is ten. He spins back around, and he says, You what, mate? Celine doesn't respond. She can't understand him. <laughs> even, even from all of the, like, drunken, you know, pubs that she's worked in, she has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to need a translator when you question him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ledger, your turn. So if I attack one of... The two goons that tried to ambush us, since they have no idea I'm there, would I have advantage? Yes. Yeah. They 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 sort of ha even haven't had time to respond to the bolt of arcane or uh, divine energy that shot over their shoulder and made their boss glow. All right. I'm gonna start there then. So I'm gonna just go after the one that's um, closest to me. 
It's a 19 to hit. Well, more than... Uh, it was a natural 19, so... Yeah, you're, you're going to hit. Yeah, like 24 to hit. And that'll hit for six with a dagger. I love it. Sneaky dagger. Yeah, just try to put a dagger right in the shoulder blade. Okay, so um, one of the pirates sees his boss struck with the ray of frost that Talia shoots out. Talia, he charges at you and he swings his cutlass down in a very piratey fashion. 15 against your armor class? Uh, that hits. He does uh, nine damage to you. He looks very pleased with himself. Celine looks very not pleased and <laughs> she responds back to him. Even though I don't know what you're saying, you are going to pay for that. Uh, so Max, your turn. What do you want to do? All right. So uh, we have the main guy and the cloaked guy 15 feet away and new pirate has come up and has hit Celine. That's right. Yeah. All right. In that case, I am going to um, uh, attack him because he is engaged with Celine, giving me advantage. 16 on the dice. So uh, 21 to hit with the rapier. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll hit. That means I get sneak attack bonus. Uh, so this is going to be a six plus eight. So 14 damage to the pirate that attacked Celine. Oh, my God. Celine is going to yell and she's going to say, See, I told you you're gonna regret it. Uh, yeah, he looks like he regrets it. He's not. Uh, he's not super thrilled with how things panned out. And then, uh, as a bonus action, I would like to use my insightful fighting on the guy in the cloak. So it's my insight versus their deception. I got a an eighteen. I rolled a three. All right. So I have advantage against. The guy in the cloak for the rest of the fight. Cool. Because I'm worried about the guy in the cloak. <laughs> uh, okay, Doran, it is your turn now. So what do you want to do? Yeah, Doran is going to place himself in between that pirate that ran up to Celine and the rest of their group to get flanking. He's going to take his monkey fists because he's still an ape. <laughs> oh, that's right. I almost forgot that you had turned into an ape to climb. the. the this is going to be crazy. <laughs> All right. 22 to hit. Uh, that hits. For nine damage. Oof. Yeah, he feels it. Ledger is in awe. And he misses his second. And he says, uh, that's enough monkey business for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <Lucian> goes, <laughs> Ledger, the guy that you hit with your dagger, um, he turns around uh, and he swings his cutlass at you. Uh, he Looks like he's accustomed to being snuck up on and stabbed. You know the type. Uh, he whiffs it hard, real bad. So maybe not as accustomed as he gives off the vibe. Ledger just looks at him sort of disdainfully, you know, that sort of like, oh, please, kind of kind of look. Yeah, he feels it. <laughs> he feels it. You get the idea that he has some sort of thing going on in the background. Um, that maybe, like, his confidence isn't where it should be, right? Like, his home life isn't really working out the way he wants it to? Something, something is happening in his home life, uh, you know, at work, somewhere. He's just, this is an off day for him. Okay, so, uh, the character in the robe, they reach down to one of the patches on their arm, and they rip it off and throw it up into the air where it sort of 
flames out like that flash paper. It just, and, and sparks rain down. And he reaches his hand out and a lightning bolt shoots from his fingertips through Doran, through the pirate, and through Selene. So, Doran and Selene, I need you to make dexterity saving throws. Uh, 13. Selene got a 14. Okay, Selene, you save. Doran, you don't. Well, we know what a spell that DC is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really zeroed in on it. Oh, so many dice. <laughs> <laughs> Doran, you take 27 damage. Ouch. Mm. Celine, you take 14. Okay. Um, the pirate in between you also takes 27 damage. Uh, and he is um, burnt. <laughs> he sort of like, he gives a, he gives a, and then smoke comes out of his ears and he collapses in a, the first crispy puddle that you've ever seen. Uh, Dorn is knocked out of ape form. Uh-oh. That would have one shot him. Oh, no. So luckily he was, had some, some bonus HP to soak it up. Ledger is completely mortified by what he just saw and is now, even though there's somebody who just swung a sword in front of him, completely fixated on this character in the robe. Okay, so the the lead pirate, the one that the Countess fired her divine vengeance at, he looks really happy now. He saw the lightning bolt hit Doran, knock Doran out of monkey form. Uh, He saw it hit Selene too. And uh, he's feeling pretty good. So he he charges in with his, his cutlass, too. Uh, and he makes a swing at Max uh, the way you would expect a pirate to swing at a goblin. Whips it hard. Real bad. Might need to go get another dice to make this a more interesting. <laughs> the D6s were pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should just try the six instead of the 20 and you might roll I higher. would, pr- I, uh, yeah. <laughs> the one that made the attack against Ledger rolled a three. The one that just made the attack against Max rolled a two. Nice. So, yeah, he actually, like, drops his sword on his way up and sort of, like, kicks it forward and keeps, like, bent over chasing it. And then as he gets to Max, he finally gets a hold of it again. Then he stands up like, ha ha. Okay. So the other, uh, the other pirate that the Countess and Ledger followed up, he turns around and he makes an attack against Ledger too. 18 against your armor class. That will hit. He does six damage and he's happy. He's like, ha ha. I can do things. Unlike the rest of these idiots that are up here on this rooftop with me. When he hits Ledger, uh, Ledger lets out just an unearthly bellowing scream of anger and um, almost seems sort of visibly different. Uh, There's a certain fury about him now. Countess? All right, how far is the hooded figure? Uh, Hooded figure is about 15 feet away from you. And Doran is not looking well? Doran isn't below half yet. Okay, uh, so she is going to stride over to the hooded figure and just sort of stare him down and say, well, this shan't do, and reach out and touch him. 
and she's going to cast Inflict Wounds. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's a natural 20. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Always her promises. Oh no, Kat, you might have just murdered this person. I, I'm, I'm scared to roll. I'm scared to roll. <laughs> How many dice is that now? Uh, let's see. 40-10 because I'm... Oh my god. Oof. Maybe I won't turn him to goo. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, so first one is six, two, four, ten. He has 22. Uh, Six is 28. That's five. Another six. I lost track. Uh, 28 plus six is 34. Plus four is 38. Nine. 47. 47 damage. <laughs> okay, Kat, so as you as you reach out, your hand sort of passes under the hood and pushes it back. And you find the character, the, the person underneath is a um, uh, like calico tabaxi. Oh, with no. the most luxurious <laughs> fur and pelt that you've ever seen. And Beautiful crystalline blue eyes. Oh, <laughs> kitty. And as the divine as the divine energy courses through your body and into the tabaxi, he full on raiders and like the the fur and Ew. it just sloughs off. Oof. And now there's a robe on the ground of the roof with two patches still on it. The Countess is not going to be phased by this, and she's just going to turn around and say, well, I was always a dog person. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Oh, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, oh my so god. Great. Um okay. And then she's she's going to look around at the rest of them and and say, um, now would you lot care to cease and desist or shall we go along with this charade where I um, come along and you know you you attempt to attack me and and I turn you into a pile of goo or shall we stop okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, go ahead and roll an intimidation check yeah, I feel not with advantage. I feel Does like she have advantage? Not, <laughs> I understand. Somebody. I understand. That's <laughs> the seventeen. Not with advantage. Okay, seventeen. Okay. Inspiration yeah. for that? I mean, come on, <laughs> liquidate someone and then and then have a speech. No, yeah, and well, that is, that's a fantastic point, Kat. You do get inspiration for the dog person line. That <laughs> was genius. Um. That is very on brand for the Countess. Yeah, it is. It is. 100%. We're we're quickly approaching a day in Waterdeep where people cross the street 
if the if they see the countess is coming at them on their side of the street, they like everyone moves over and it's just her <laughs> walking down the sidewalk. And Selena's just like skipping next oh, to her, man. like do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're at yeah. the front of the line for everything. <laughs> the best. <laughs> you need a discount? Just don't turn me to goo, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was so good. Okay, uh, so inspiration for the dog person line. Uh, a 17 on the intimidation check. Um, yeah, all of the pirates throw down their weapons. Uh, except for one who actually just uh, t- like takes a step up onto the ledge and then jumps down to the street oh, below. It's only two stories. He might make it. <laughs> Which one was it? Because I had two right in front of me. Ledger was engaged with um, with two of them. Yeah, it was one of those. So if you want to make an opportunity of attack against him, you can. Ledger will. Is a 12. That's a miss. In his fear, he is too wily for you. Uh, and he straight up, he ignores the ladder next to him. And yeah, just leaps off of the building to the street below. I suppose you don't necessarily need a spell to turn someone to goo. Ah, it's only two stories. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll break a leg. He won't be able to walk. We'll get him. <laughs> um, so now you've got the main pirate who is still up uh, and um, white as a ghost. It looks terrified. And another pirate who has just kind of sat down and put his face in his hands (laughs) and is just kind of like quietly shaking his head into his hands. (laughs) Uh, And um, we're... We're out of combat, uh, admittedly a little bit quicker than I thought we were going to, but <laughs> when you when you melt a tabaxi and... Uh, and <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Very casually sort of uh, uh, imply that it was done <laughs> with ease. <laughs> By design. <laughs> By design. <laughs> Um, uh, we can, we'll, we can switch over to interrogation mode. <laughs> well, there's, there's some things that are going to happen before that because Ledger isn't out of combat. Uh, he is completely infuriated, uh, that he was swung at and is bleeding. Uh, was the pirate that hit him the one that jumped, or is it the other one that's still in front of him? Uh, the one that hit you was the one that jumped. So Ledger's going to jump off the roof and go after him. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, athletics? Acrobatics? What are, have? Uh, dealer's choice. I guess I'm the dealer in that analogy, but let's uh, card player's choice this time. Athletics is a plus three, so we'll go there. So 17 on that on that check. So I guess the question is, how much falling damage do I take first off? D6 per 10 feet. Okay. Um, we'll call two stories 20 feet. Seven. Uh, and then we'll say half rounded up on a, on a good athletic save like that. So uh, four damage. And is the, uh, is the pirate alive when he lands? <laughs> 
Um, the pirate is alive, but he's stuck in a garbage can. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, and I, I really need to get a different dice for the bad guys. This is getting really, really bad. Um, so he's yeah, he's trying to like extricate himself from uh, a garbage can that's full of um, old fish bits. Mm, fish bits. So the air around Ledger is is electric. Uh, and he's, you know, there's like a smell of ozone in the air in that area. And he's actually going to, from his left hand, shoot lightning into that pirate. Uh, so that would be, the pirate will get a chance to save, um, but they'll either be taking two or one damage. The save is going to be, um, I think they have to save on a D10. He actually manages his save. Okay. And then after that, Ledger's going to walk up and also just try to to stab him in the head. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I want to have Max go first, but roll your attack with advantage while Jason tells me what he wants to do because... Uh, I'm going to have him sort of rea- responding to Ledger's leap off the roof in real time. So 17 is the attack roll. Okay. I can't see this, right? Because we're up on the roof. No, you, you, so the pirate in front of you like drop down, right? And then what you see is another pirate go, oh my God. And he jumps off the roof. And then Ledger with like a mindless shriek of rage followed immediately after him. Max is going to look at the, the lead pirate that's in front of us. Uh, he's going to sheath his rapier, point at him, and say, don't move. And then Max is going to walk over to the edge of the building, look down, and say, hey, get back up here. We need that up here, not down there. Also, Croc told me to keep an eye on you, and if you're down there killing random goons, I can't I, I can't do two jobs at once. <laughs> so we what you see when you look down is Ledger dagger in the air, just about to end this <laughs> incapacitated pirate. But in addition to that, in the alley there's like garbage that's around that area that looks like it's been hit with electricity <laughs> and is on fire uh, so that that you just see this really gnarly murderous scene yeah. like, nothing, nothing new, new for, for Max, Max. <laughs> yeah this is old hat unfortunately nothing new <laughs> yeah, like we, hey, I have the countess up here like, don't don't make me get the countess to come and get you, Ledger. Get your butt back up here now. And Ledger sort of <sighs> like grunts in Max's direction and then just stabs. <laughs> Finish him off and then get up here. We need to intimidate this guy, not that guy. Okay, Sam, go ahead and roll your damage. So it would be nine damage from that dagger. To his face. Coup de gras. <laughs> Doran looks wide-eyed over at Max. Finish him off. Ah. What? <laughs> it's not very friendly. Ah, they tried to kill us. How are you, by the way? Are you all right? Patting lightning ash off of himself. 
Now, when you drop from Wild Shape, you're at full hit points, right? I took the damage from the lightning bolt, and then I subtract my Wild Shape life, and then the rest goes into my character. Oh. Hmm. Oh, okay. I thought you just you just drop Wild Shape, yeah. And then you're at full health. No, it would be too cheesy. You could be like a one HP rat and take any damage then. Um, before we move on to the interrogation, uh, Celine is actually very hurt. She only has eight health left. So she's actually going to sit down, like, away from the group and just kind of hum to herself while she casts Healing Word. <laughs> yeah, Lady Bull is no joke. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would have done very... I think I would have, like, four hit points left. Yeah, the Countess, I, yeah, would have about that. It would have stripped Nuke Doran. He has 23 and did 24. I'm, I'm just glad that the Countess took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Sam, do you want to finish this guy off? Do you want to uh, uh, yes. end it? Okay. You do that. Uh, and it's messy, and there's a very short scream, and then it's quiet. Max is going to look down and say, make sure nobody can see the body. <laughs> Loud enough for everyone to hear. <laughs> when Celine hears that, she's going to be like, see if he's got a healing potion. <laughs> Ledger's just kind of a little bit sort of like stunned and dazed uh, and is just down in the alley near the body. Um, so he's kind of like responded and looking over his shoulder and acknowledging that the people were talking to him, but he hasn't really done anything. So he's just down, down in the alley for a bit. Okay. Rooftop people, how do you want to proceed? Does anyone have um, um, a comprehend language spell of some sort so we can actually interrogate and get information out of this one here? <laughs> mm, I bet. I bet that now that he is frightened enough, he'll drop the uh, the affect. I also realized I do have comprehend languages, and I could have cast it on him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun but use I can. for that spell. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a dialect. It's not actually a language. It's like we just do yeah. not understand. It needs to be translated into a common that we understand. Perceive slang. Celine will do that. She will use her spell slot to make sure. Uh, uh, yeah. So he he says uh, the the main guy. He he's kind of rocking back and forth a little bit, and he's staring at the puddle that was his wizard. Um, and he is just whatever you want, 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 whatever you want. Tell me what you want. Who sent you? Why are you here? So I'm going to have to interpret this, correct? Because that's anything that I can hear. I hear the literal meaning, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. He So, so that muttering is coming through to everyone else as, like, he's talking about bailiwicks and uh, ponces and <laughs> there's all, all kinds of weird stuff thrown in there. Um, but, yeah, Celine here is, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? So Celine will reiterate that to the group. I think he'll listen to us. Uh, go ahead and... Ask him away one more time. I think he's a little shooken up. Max will walk over and kind of put a finger underneath his chin and lift his face up so he's looking at him and say, Who sent you? He says, Ajax. Ajax sent me. Who's Ajax? Ajax is the captain. And he says, Captain, where it's like C-A-P apostrophe M. What do you want? 
What does he want? He So he relays through Talia, because this would be slangy, that Ajax said you were snooping around after the dragon, uh, and he didn't want that. Where do we find him? Uh, their ships are currently dry docked on Deepwater Isle, um, which is the island kind of uh, the, the south harbor of Waterdeep. This is the island on the far side of the harbor. Which ship is the captain aboard? He says that the captain moves about, um, but he is usually on the flagship. They call it the glory. Are you ever going to be a thorn in our side again? He says, I want to be a farmer. I want to, I want to go to and have a farm, and I want, um, I want to have a family and kids, uh, and I want to get a bunch of barn cats, and I want to name one uh, Myrtle after... <laughs> uh, <laughs> And he, he sort of gestures at the puddle. Making a hashtag Myrtle murder. <laughs> <laughs> Max uh, looks at the countess and says, I don't know, what do you think? Do you believe him? She's going to message this pirate and say, I don't know. Do I believe you? A puddle of um, urine starts to sort of like expand out from where he is seated. <laughs> and he's just staring at the countess with these wide, terrified eyes and sort of shaking a little bit. But he is nodding very enthusiastically. Is there anything of value on any of the um, pirates? There's that patchwork cloak we could check out. Yeah, that robe is. Yeah. So at, at this point, uh, Ledger kind of comes in. Like he had climbed up the ladder and and sort of walks up, and he's putting on his glasses and, and trying to look proper while also completely covered in, like, blood and brains, but just ignoring all that. And uh, he says to the, uh, the person in charge, Hey, Nit. That ship's mine now, mate. And uh, glances. Uh, he wants. He wants the sword. He wants that cutlass. Yeah, he uh, he throws his hands up. He's like, farmers don't need them. Farmers don't need swords. Mm. Right on. Indeed. And he just takes it. So Dorian's going to be walking around the perimeter of the roof, looking down <laughs> and making sure that the guard hasn't been alerted to the screaming, clashing, fire, lightning bolting. Ooh, smart. Uh, roll, a, roll a perception check for me. Uh, 19. So you see two things. Um, you do see some guardsmen approaching. Uh, they've been, you know, someone, someone narked, and they know that something's up, so they're coming up. Um, but you also see more in the distance a figure dressed similarly to the pirates uh, scurrying away towards the harbor. Everybody, it's the fuzz. And we got a, uh, we got a snitch, too. The Countess suggests, well, we should pick up that cloak, I suppose, and um, make off with it and let farmers be farmers. Um, she looks over at them and sort of twiddles her fingers to be off. They, uh, they, yeah, they both scurry away post haste. Doran blanches a bit. Ooh. All right, let's get out of here. Max is going to look at Ledger and say, this isn't going to be a problem, is it? The, you know, the indiscriminate 
brains. <laughs> kind of like doing the, the little fingers like up and down, look, <laughs> looking at his stained form. While they're talking, Selena's like digging in her pouch and she's like, she pulls out a random bottle and she hands it to Ledger and she's like, here, this should take care of that for you. <laughs> Don't get it on your skin, though. Thank you. You're welcome. Ledger takes the bottle and um, also turns and to the Countess. Am I still under that spell that'll make it a little bit easier for me to hide? Oh my dear, unfortunately not, but um, then she'll just pat him on the shoulder and say, fear not, you you blend in perfectly, and then she's going to cla- cast Blessing of the Trickster on him, and then at the same time she's going to say, but one one minor adjustment though my dear she's going to take his glasses off and then dig into her handbag and hand him a nice pair of glasses that are unbroken well thank you puts them on and just looks dashing and (laughs) quite pleased with himself okay so you guys you guys beat a hasty retreat uh and you've got plenty of time you don't need to worry about um the uh the guard, uh, you're able to all get down uh, and make your way through the the back streets of Waterdeep towards the. Um, are you, where are you headed? Are you headed back to the office at this point? Yeah, I think back to the office might be um, wise at this point. Okay. Yeah, the count the countess would like to rifle through that cloak at some point. Great. Uh, yeah. So we'll say um, you you make it back to the office. Uh, no issues. No no um, concern. And Max, with your passive perception. Uh, you don't detect any sort of tail or onlookers uh, marking your path. Uh, you're able to get back to the office, uh, and uh, now you are there. And so what do you do now that you are there? Hello? Well, we have to assume <laughs> that... Um, Hector! The... <laughs> Hi, Hector. Hi! <laughs> we have to assume that the guy that got away is going to warn uh, Cap- Captain Ajax on the glory, so... I think um, we should probably do something about that sooner than later. How far away are those islands they were talking about? It, it would be it would be like there are ferries that go out there, but not many. Um, Deepwater Isle is primarily kind of a military establishment. Um, there's a wall that goes around it and part of the lock that protects uh, Deepwater Harbor from attack. Uh, is out there as well. Um, but there are also portions of it that are kind of a little more lawless. Uh, it's where pirates tend to congregate if they're not, you know, going on to Skullport or something like that. So uh, it wouldn't be too surprising that they would be there. But um, like a few hours. I'd like to suggest, just as an option if we want to go out there, Dorne can turn into a large toad that can house up to DM's discretion, but it's large, so it could potentially house four humanoids on its back. Has a swim speed of 40. Oh my god, we have our own ferry. <laughs> yeah, did I say that there were fairies that go out there? Because they're not. There are no fairies that go out there, and Doran is definitely going to have to turn into a toad and carry everyone on his back. It's the only way. It's the only way. <laughs> well, it's one option, at least. You could also talk to dolphins and convince them to let us ride them out. Lots of options. Ooh, that'd be fancy. <laughs> That'll make up for Cat for melting a tabaxi. <laughs> oh, poor tabaxi. 
I'm imagining it with those the the cat the puss in boots from Shrek. Those eyes, mm-hmm. like those were the yeah, eyes the that eyes, were looking yeah. into yours as it melted away mm-hmm. into nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ledger's doing his best to clean up his sort of grayish white shirt and have it not be covered in blood and um, sort of pretends like he's using what Celine gave him, but but just isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Celine is tending to her wounds and she's pulled out another weird looking bottle that she's putting uh, on the burn marks. You're not sure what it is. It smells kind of funny. Uh, what is on, uh, in the patchwork cloak? The patchwork cloak is a pretty normal white cloak. Off-white, I mean, it's it's been weathered. Uh, it's been worn and, and rained on, and the vibrancy of the fabric is starting to fade, except the patches that are sewn onto it. The patches look as if they are brand new. I think the Countess would like to um, investigate what the patches are. Um, go ahead and, and roll uh, investigation for me. That's a six. Uh, you you get the impression that the cloak itself isn't magical. It is the patches, but that's that's all the more you really mm. you're able to discern. If you want to identify it, Panana would be able to most likely. Yes, that was the next suggestion. So Ledger's thinking of you know sort of so one of the things he has is ear to the ground. That's part of his urban bounty hunter background because he would frequently have to track down people who didn't pay their debts and he's he's trying to think if there's anyone who he might know that might be able to give him some more info about who these folks might be that's a great question i think not criminals like these like pirates are sort of an outside force in Waterdeep, and they're not a part of the the uh, criminal underground that has established itself uh, so they come in and they sort of, they're disruptors. You might have contacts that sort of would know a little bit about what everyone else is dealing with, but not anything about the group of pirates specifically. Okay, well that's that's something. So other than that, um, you know, Ledger just really wants to rest up because you know, he jumped off a roof and got stabbed. Yeah. Uh, and is also kind of checking out that sword. I'm assuming that it's essentially a longsword. Uh, yeah, it's a, a, a cutlass, but I'm using the longsword stats for it. So that's kind of the question. Do we take a short rest, get as much stuff back as we can, and, and hurry over to the pirate ship because they're going to know we're coming? Or do we take a long rest and do it in the morning? I can take a short rest. I'm assuming that if this person who squealed on us... Uh, saw everything that happened, they're not going to want to mess with us. <laughs> so we have two options. We need to, we do need to go check in with the fixer and uh, see what he knows. Um, and then we've got these pirates out in Deepwater Harbor. I still think catching them by surprise the next morning, because they'll think they're safe since we didn't immediately rush in. I would agree. We don't have anything better to do anyways, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Hector's over there in the corner. Attack at dawn! <laughs> Attack at dawn! <laughs> yes, yes, we shall We shall get some seed for you in the morning. Just um, calm down. <laughs> Dorn will turn into a giant toad as a demo. 
to show everybody how big it is. Have you ever seen someone like expand one of those life rafts inside a, an enclosed space? <laughs> <laughs> that's how. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how we're gonna end this episode with like Max pushed up against the the frosted glass window of the office. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Turn back into a gnome. See, it works. Yeah. <laughs> Ribbit. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So long rest of this. All right. Pirates in Deepwater Harbor. And the Omni's Dragon, perhaps? We don't know yet. We still need to talk to Bayron the Fixer. We still need to check in with Panana to make sure that she's okay. So much to do, so little time. Hello there. I'm Jason, your producer, also Max the Goblin Detective. Hi. Thank you for listening. There has been so much going on in the D&D community and world over the past two weeks, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of Adventure They Wrote. We really appreciate it when you guys listen, and if you have a second, please do go give us a rating, type out a quick review for us. All of that stuff really helps increase our visibility on the different podcast platforms, and that's the whole goal is to try to get more listeners. Speaking of getting more listeners, we're still running our 500 follower on Twitter contest. So if you know anybody who would like the show, who is not following Adventure They Wrote on Twitter, have them follow us. As soon as we hit 500 followers, I'm going to pull some winners. We're going to have some dice. We're going to have some candles. It's going to be great. As usual, I want to say a huge thank you to Tabletop Audio for allowing us to use all of their amazing soundscapes and sound effects. I believe that it makes a real big difference in the way that our podcast sounds. So I really appreciate Tim and everything that he does. Letting everyone use his stuff for free. You can check it out, tabletopaudio.com. And if you feel like chipping in, he has a Patreon. And Patreon subscribers get access to alternate tracks. And we use a lot of those in the show. So check them out. TabletopAudio.com, follow them on Patreon, support them at any level that you want to. And my second shout out of the post show um, wrap up is to the Evenfell podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Evenfell Podcast. They're super cool. They gave us a shout out on Twitter, and it was really neat seeing all of the response that we got. So thank you to Evenfell. If you haven't listened to them, check them out. They're very fun. It's another cool DD podcast, so check them out. That's going to do it for this episode of Adventure They Wrote. Thank you again for listening and tune in next time for more mystery.